Wassail, wassail, all over the town. Our toast, it is white. Our ale, it is brown. Our bowl, it is made of the white maple tree. With a wassailing bowl, we'll drink to thee. When you hear the lyrics aloud to the Gloucestershire Wassail Carol, you can almost feel that hot cup of alcohol in your hand as you drunkenly sway to and fro, singing at the top of your lungs around the Christmas tree. The drink, wassail, conjures images of caroling revelers dressed in boughs of holly and fir with wooden crocks full of good cheer in a Bacchus-type parade through the city streets. It's nostalgia wrapped in a warm blanket of mulled wine, nutmeg, and floating orange slices. A celebratory holiday gathered around a highly decorative punch bowl. But wassail has a muddled heritage. Is it warm booze? An action verb? A hearty salutation? A song? Yes, it's all of these things, and it includes a storied family tree rooted in tradition and branching out in nearly every direction over a millennium. Welcome to Season's Eatings the podcast which dives into the history and origins of your favorite Christmas foods. We're now into the Burr months of the year, heading towards Christmas. They are called the Burr months because from now on in, the months end in B-E-R. Also, now is the time in the Northern Hemisphere where there starts to get a chill in the air. You can feel the coolness in the morning and the frost is close at hand. It's also a time when apples are ready for harvest. So in this episode, we are grabbing our favorite Christmas mug and shouting a cheer to our friends and family as we explore Wassail. But first, I ask a small favor. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode of Season's Eatings. You can also find Season's Eatings on Facebook. Just search for Season's Eating Podcast. If you can, leave a review on Google, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts so others can find and learn about the rich history of Christmas foods. And finally, if you want to leave a request for future episodes, have a question, or just to chat, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at seasonseatingspodcast at gmail.com. Wassailing is a very ancient custom that's rarely done today. The word wassail comes from the Anglo-Saxon phrase Wesheil, which means good health. The act of wassailing dates back to pre-Christian times when farmers living in England's southeastern apple-growing region would gather in the midwinter chill in the orchards, collectively shouting while pouring cider into their trees to ward off evil spirits. By wassailing their crops in the winter, it was said to ensure a healthy crop in the spring. As Christianity began to spread, this ritual evolved further into singing and drinking to the health of the next season's crops on Twelfth Night, the last night of the traditional Christmas season. It seemed only appropriate to attach the celebration to Christ's birth and his visit from three wise men with the hope for a good yield in the orchards in the coming year. It also assured them not being burned as heretics under the ever-watchful eye of the church. Originally, the wassail was a drink made of mulled wine, curdled cream, roasted apples, eggs, cloves, ginger, nutmeg, and sugar. It was served from huge bowls, often made of silver or pewter. 
Jesus College and Oxford University has a wassail bowl that is covered with silver. It can hold 10 gallons of drink. Wassailing was traditionally done on New Year's Eve and Twelfth Night, but some rich people drank wassail on all the twelfth days of Christmas. The wassail drink mixture was also sometimes called lamb's wool, because the pulp of the roasted apples looked all frothy and a bit like lamb's wool. Another popular Christmas drink similar to wassail is mulled wine. Red wine is heated with spices such as cinnamon, cardamom, anise, and cloves. Dried fruit like slices of orange are added to give a slight citrus flavor to the wine. Mulled wine originated in the second century. It was created by the Romans who would heat wine to defend their bodies against the cold winter. As the Romans conquered much of Europe throughout the next century, their love for mulled wine spread across their empire and the regions they traded with. The legions brought wine and viticulture with them up to the Rhine and Danube rivers and to the Scottish border along with their recipes. The Form of Curry, a medieval English cookery book from 1390, which I referenced in my episode about the history and origins of figgy pudding, mentions mulled wine. It gives this recipe. Prefet Iprocas. Grinding together cinnamon, ginger, galangal, a type of ginger, cloves, long pepper, nutmeg, marjoram, cardamom, and grains of paradise. Rosemary may be substituted. This is mixed with red wine and sugar. Form of quantity is unstated. By the Renaissance, wassailing had a firm foothold on England's Christmas traditions. The drunken band of rabble-risers banging on doors begging for figgy pudding was now simply spreading good cheer door-to-door in the village while singing Christmas carols with a punch bowl of sweetened spiced ale. But it was during the 17th century the liquid inside the bowl finally started to take center stage in the merry ritual of Christmas, and now its 500-year love affair with apples. The rich, punch-like mixture, called lamb's wool, was considered the wassail drink of choice for the Christmas punch bowl of the day. It contained warm ale, or mulled wine, sugar, nutmeg, eggs, toasts, and crabs. Steaming roasted crab apples dropped still hot into the warm punch, bursting upon impact and making a hissing sound as the mixture frothed and bubbled. The crabs gave the punch a tart sweetness while adding a bit of drama. It is from lamb's wool that what we know as the traditional Christmas drink, wassail, was birthed. As its popularity continued to grow throughout the Middle Ages, Europeans would mix heated wine with spices because they believed it would promote health and avoid sickness. They would also use herbs and flowers as natural sweeteners to make unpalatable wines taste a lot nicer. We'll start to explore other types of wassail across Europe after the break. There's no secret that I love Christmas. And if you're like me, you have a favorite Christmas food that means it can't be Christmas without it. For me, it's figgy pudding. There's something about having that steamed pudding that means Christmas is complete. But do you also have a favorite movie or song? How about somewhere to visit? Something that, for you, is the true meaning of Christmas? So why not let the world know? Head on over to christmashalloffame.net and nominate those individuals, events, characters, and creators who've shaped and influenced the celebration of Christmas around the world. Get your nomination in, and maybe your choice will make the Christmas Hall of Fame next year. Nominations and voting are absolutely free, 
but you have to be a member of the Christmas Hall of Fame to vote. All nominations need to be in by November 26 to be eligible for the next year. So head on over to christmashalloffame.net and get your nominations in. Hello, this is Todd Killiam from the Christmas Collider Podcast. What makes Christmas special to you? Is it the movies or the music, the food or family, the gifts or decorations? Maybe those quiet moments of reflection. Whatever it is, join me for Christmas Clatter, a monthly podcast dedicated to everything that makes Christmas special. Visit christmasclatter.com for all social media links and find Christmas Clatter Podcast on all podcast apps. Thank you, and remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. Over time, the craze for mulled wine faded across most of Europe, except for Sweden, where its popularity only increased. Claret, which is Ren wine, sugar, honey, and spices, and Lutendrank, various spices, wine, and milk, were just two of the variations that the Swedish monarchy made famous over the coming centuries. As more alternatives developed over time, recipe books started using collective name, Glug, first mentioned in 1609. The next big adaptation took place in the 1800s, when Cognac's Glug started to become popular too. Glug recipes vary widely. Variations commonly start over white or sweet wine or spirits such as brandy or Cognac. The production of Glug begins by boiling water and adding spices to it. After a few minutes of simmering, the mixture is sieved and fruit juice, wine, or clear spirits are added. The most common spices in Glug are cloves, cinnamon, cardamom, and ginger. The other common ingredients can include citrus peel from oranges or lemons, raisins, or almonds. Glug can also be made without alcohol by replacing the wine with fruit or berry juices. In shops, ready-made glug is usually based on grape juice, sometimes also blackcurrant juice, mixed fruit juice, apple juice, or wine. There are stronger rum-based types of glug. Ready-made glug from shops is warmed up before use, but if it's wine-based or high in alcohol content, it should not be heated to boiling point. It's common to add whole almonds or raisins to glug while it's being warmed up or just before drinking. Glug came to Finland from Sweden. The Finnish and the Estonian word glogi comes from the Swedish word glug, which in turn comes from the words gulgladvine or hot wine. The big turning point came in the 1890s, when glug became associated with Christmas. Every wine merchant across the country had their own unique recipe to share. Over time, these unique bottles, most depicting Santa Claus, were distributed throughout the rest of Europe, uprooting the long-forgotten mulled wine in a new festive light. By the end of the 19th century, glug mixed with wine was drunk. But due to prohibition, consumption of glug almost stopped completely. When prohibition was lifted in the 1930s, glug was advertised in Fenno-Swedish magazines, and in the 1950s and 60s, the drinking of glug was a Fenno-Swedish tradition. At the end of the 1960s and the beginning of the 70s, Glug recipes began also to appear in Finnish language magazines, after which Glug became a Christmas tradition in the whole of Finland. In the UK, mulled wine is very popular and traditional in Christmas time, but less commonly throughout the winter. 
Mulled cider, and sometimes mulled ale, traditional yet no longer common, is also served, with a mulled apple juice as a non-alcoholic alternative. Over the years, the recipe for mulled wine has evolved with the tastes and fashions of the time. One Victorian example of this is Smoking Bishop, mentioned by Charles Dickens but no longer drunk or known in modern culture. It was especially popular in Victorian England at Christmas time, and it appears in Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol. A Merry Christmas, Bob, said Scrooge with an earnestness that could not be mistaken as he clapped him on the back. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I had given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family, and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a bowl of Smoking Bishop, Bob. Smoking Bishop is made from port, red wine, lemons or Seville oranges, sugar and spices such as cloves. The citrus fruit was roasted to caramelize it, and the ingredients then warmed together. There's a persistent myth that the name comes from the shape of the traditional bowl, shaped like a bishop's mitre, that in this form it was served in medieval guild halls and universities. A more traditional recipe for mulled wine can be found in Mrs. Beaton's book of household management on page 929 in the revised edition, dated 1869. To mulled wine. Ingredients. To every pint of wine, allow one large cupful of water, sugar, and spice to taste. In making preparations like the above, it is very difficult to give the exact proportions of ingredients like sugar and spice, as what quantity might suit one person would be to another quite distasteful. Boil the spice in the water until the flavor is extracted, then add the wine and sugar and bring the whole to the boiling point. Then serve with strips of crisp dry toast or with biscuits. The spices usually used for mulled wine are cloves, grated nutmeg, and cinnamon or mace. Any kind of wine may be mulled, but port and claret are those usually selected for the purpose, and the latter requires a very large proportion of sugar. The vessel that the wine is boiled in must be delicately cleaned and should be kept exclusively for the purpose. Small tin warmers may be purchased for a trifle, which are more suitable than saucepans, as if the latter are not scrupulously clean, they spoil the wine by imparting to it a very disagreeable flavor. These warmers should be used for no other purpose. Over the next several decades, mulled wine have become a global phenomenon, with countries all over the world creating their unique blends. Variations now include everything from red and white wines to sangria blends and vermouth to port, each country's method slightly different from the next. If wine isn't your thing, try mulling cider this winter to assail your senses and warm your spirit. You might not be able to bottle holiday cheer, per se, but a hot cup of mulled wine is a great way to get Christmas in a glass and survive the season with a comfortable glow. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Season's Eatings. If you want to learn more about your favorite Christmas foods, I would love it if you could subscribe to the podcast. That way you won't miss any other episodes. You can find Seasons Eatings on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also follow Seasons Eatings on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Seasons Eatings Podcast. And finally, I would love to hear from you. You can send suggestions for future episodes, comment on previous episodes, or just chat. Just email me at seasonseatingspodcast at gmail.com. 
And if you love Christmas as much as I do, head on over to MyMerryChristmas.com. They've been blogging about Christmas for over 27 years. General membership is free, but Premier members get access to exclusive chats and are eligible for the annual Christmas card or ornament exchange. So head on over to MyMerryChristmas.com. All music used in this episode is royalty-free or used under the Creative Commons license. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.